Things aren't so all right with the Winnipeg Jets after a very big road win against the Nashville Predators. You know, the vibes were up. Maybe the Jets could hold on to the second wildcard spot. Maybe things would be all right heading into the second half of a back-to-back against the St. Louis Blues. Instead, the Jets dropped a massive dud. They got shut out 3-0, and things continue to look perilous as they try to make the playoffs. We'll dive into this weekend of action on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is 100% free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, like I said at the top of the episode, tonight's going to be focused on the Jets and uh, how they continue to really fail themselves. I think the Jets in this game against the St. Louis Blues really let us down. This was a performance in which the Jets, I don't think they're going to be happy with it. I think they're going to be extremely frustrated. And I think they're going to question the effort levels because this was a game in which I I know that we don't really like saying the must-win phrase, but this is kind of a must-win. The Blues are a team that are tanking for the most part. The Jets are a team that are trying to maintain uh, a playoff position. And coming off of a really big win against the Preds in overtime, in which the Jets certainly dominated on the shot clock but could not find anything dangerous, you needed to find a way to get past this Blues team. And instead, mental errors, stupid mistakes, and the Jets just not figuring out how to score – put Winnipeg behind the eight ball once again. It's been a continuing trend with this team, and it's something that, you know, at the start of the season and even before, you know, a number of us kind of said, look at this roster. This team is going to ask questions at some point this year. Where are the goals coming from? And I think now we're starting to find out just how few and far between those goals have have come. You know, this is uh, one of the driest spells the Jets have been through recently. Winnipeg has won something like five of its last 17 games. And there are no real answers in sight. I mean, I know that Dubois was injured. I know that Perfetti was uh, missing time. Obviously, Morrissey had a game or two off as well. But, you know, now it's down to Perfetti, who's just out. And the rest of the team, for the most part, is relatively healthy. So, again, where are the goals? And I think this Blues game, for me, illustrates one of the biggest problems with how this team has been constructed. The Jets are trying to be really cheap. They're trying to go into, like, an eco mode and not really invest heavily, right? Like you, you look at the trade deadline stuff and what did they bring in? Nino Niederreiter, obviously extremely good value uh, at a 4 million cap hit. Uh, but then Nemesnikov on a pretty cheap deal, as far as I know, not making a ton of money. And you basically get what you pay for with, with Niederreiter. He's a really solid middle six guy can maybe slot in on the second line. If he were to deplace Wheeler or, you know, more recently he got featured on the first line as- uh, alongside Ehlers and Shifley Uh, But Nemestikov, you know, he's kind of been bouncing up and down the lineup. 
he's a solid, you know, two-way center with some really nice defensive acumen and a halfway decent shot. You know, he'll crash the net. He likes to create some chaos down low, but he's not going to be a principal scorer. And so this team, when you think about the net value change of what we saw after the trade deadline, it just hasn't moved the needle enough to where I'm feeling confident in Winnipeg's ability to not only make the playoffs, but actually advance through it. And for me, it, it comes down to the lack of ambition from uh, you know the team's organizational structure. For some reason, Winnipeg has been very reticent to invest in uh, a winning team, right? They definitely have some issues with loyalty, with uh, you know occasionally being a little too committed to certain players and staff. And I, I get it, right? That's really important to reward players, to reward staff members, and to be, you know, not. I wouldn't say like um, unkind or anything, but to be, I guess, honest and, and to a degree loyal in certain respects, I think that can be really important for building a corporate culture, but it can also mean that you find yourself kind of pushing up the hill and not really making any progress. And that's sort of where the Jets have been uh, under bonus. You know, the first few months of this team were certainly a lot better than we've seen, but now, you know, bonus has kind of run out of ideas. We're seeing some of the same sloppy habits that the Jets have dealt with for the past three or four years. And not much really feels like it's changed. I mean, we're going backwards in a lot of ways. And so, you know, I think this Blues game, it's its sort of an epitome, epitome of everything that's been wrong with this team over the past couple of months. And really for the past couple of years, the, the Jets have struggled to score. And while they do create plenty of shot opportunities, the problem is, is most of them are from far out. If you notice, you know, a lot of those shots are kind of empty calorie shots. Uh, the Jets are looking for deflections. They're shooting from the point, hoping something bounces off and creates chaos. But that's not really a sustainable way to attack. Earlier this year, the Jets were getting down dangerous in, in front of the low slot area. They were attacking goalies more directly. And since then, the Jets have really become timid. It feels like a very different team. And yeah, the line combinations, they're not working. The top performers on this team look kind of checked out. I mean, Ehlers is having uncharacteristically off nights where he's turning the puck over a lot. Shifley is just sort of out there. He doesn't look like he knows what's going on or that, you know, he really feels all that engaged. I don't know if he's nursing an injury or something because he hasn't seemed right for a while, but he looks more like Wheeler out there. And, and speaking of Wheeler, unfortunately, Blake is kind of holding the team back as well. You know, he wants to be one of those top performing guys, but every time the puck comes near him, it, it kind of gets turned over or you know, the, the opponent doesn't really respect his shot. So, yeah, I mean, there's so many issues with this team. Kyle Connor has been horrendous recently. You know, he just doesn't really seem like he's he's finding those spaces that he's used to. He's clutching the stick a little bit tightly and he's trying to score desperately and nothing is working. So, yeah, this team just feels really broken. And after such a big, like, I guess, momentum boost and, and morale boost over the weekend, fending off the Predators, albeit in overtime, this game just felt like a massive deflating presence uh, that continues to perpetuate what we all know about this team. And it's just, they're just not good enough. Um, so in a little bit, we'll dive into, I guess, the things that they're doing right and what they're doing wrong and how the Jets might be able to fix it with a little bit of time remaining in the season. And ultimately how, you know, this is going to shape the, the playoff run and whether the Jets can even get past the first round. I mean, that's a real legitimate question, especially with how things are going. Before we get into the nitty-gritty of all that, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I was looking for a boost to my immune system, something to get me going, something to help me 
uh, really fight off the day's travail, uh, issues and travails. And obviously, there's lots of viruses and bacteria currently running around. So now, you know, more than ever, it's really important to build a frontline defense. So if you're wondering what AG1 is, it's just one delicious scoop that helps you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It supports many lifestyles because it's keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, and gluten-free friendly. It contains less than one gram of sugar, and it doesn't have any of those weird GMOs, nasty chemicals, and additives that a lot of you are probably very sensitive about. Athletic Greens also comes with over 7,000 five-star reviews. You don't just have to take my word for it. Pro trainers, pro athletes, and plenty of fitness and health enthusiasts just like you really love and attest to this product. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop mixed in a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, since making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are, of course, talking about uh, Winnipeg's recent stretch of form that's been more than a, a little bit uneven, if we're being honest. You know, the Jets did beat the Preds, and so let's talk about what the Jets did well, I guess. Uh, the answer is not a ton. I mean, they generated plenty of shots. They outskated the Preds. Um, and Hellebuck, I thought, was was sharp on a couple of really dangerous chances. But where I think Winnipeg recently has been going wrong comes down to uh, their tactical setup, right? It's it's more like the Nashville Predators of, of several years ago, where they used to try and feed everything through point shots, lots of tricky deflections and things. And once in a while, that stuff is very helpful. But I think making that the focal point of your offense is kind of where the Jets are going wrong. Winnipeg really needs to be aggressive below the goal line. I think with a team that doesn't have a lot of top-end skill past the first couple of lines, the Jets are going to have to grind goals out, and they're really struggling with that. Uh, the defense hasn't really activated in a way that I think is offering enough puck support. Guys are just kind of standing around on the ice, and you see it really reflected when you look at the power play. The power play has been almost unwatchable. I hate watching it. Like my eyes basically bleed watching the power play. Uh, and I don't know about you, but for me, it's bad enough to where I don't know who manages it, but at the end of the season, they probably should not be managing anything related to the power play ever again. It's one of the worst uh, special teams runs I've ever seen. And it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Guys literally just stand around waiting for lanes to open. There's no off the puck movement. It's just dead. Um, and so like the power play, which should be one of Winnipeg's biggest arsenals, uh, it's just basically useless. It's a completely wasted two minutes. I think the Jets power play has gone what, like 0 for 12 or something recently. And it's not like it was lighting it up before then. The Jets just do not score on the power play. It's it's really embarrassing, uh, especially for a team that has this much shooting talent. And, you know, I I, I get that to some degree. You know, the coaching staff is going to make certain concessions when it comes to just the arrangement of personnel. But at some point, this team is going to have to try and, you know, I guess bulk up and really go for some kind of a winning strategy. I mean, the Jets just look like they've run out of ideas. 
And I think it really reflects in stuff like the power play, uh, the lack of offensive creation at even strength, and the Jets constantly missing the net. I mean, they're always shooting uh, from distance and they're missing wide. They're hitting it off like the post. They're hitting it off the backboards everywhere except dangerous areas that actually put goalies under stress. So yeah, you know, it's, 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 I mean, it's nothing new and like, I'm like ranting a little bit, but by the same token, I don't really feel like I'm getting upset anymore because I'm just used to it. Like the past few years of jets hockey has uh, almost done a, a number on me to make me feel numb about it. So like, I mean, it's really par for the course with this team. I think for as much as bones has been able to change at least culturally at the beginning, this team is still very much the same as it was in previous years. And it would be unrealistic to, to expect him to completely fix everything that's wrong with Winnipeg in less than a season, right? But by the same token, he had some things that were working really well. And then at some point, he got away from them. And once he did, everything sort of fell apart. And so for this team going forward, I don't really know how the Jets are going to adjust. Um, I think he's going to try and rearrange and balance the offense in the lineup it's not going to work i can almost guarantee you that uh you know appleton on the first line with like shifley and ehlers or connor or whoever he puts up there that's not going to work connor shifley wheeler not going to work uh all of these things that they're going to try i can guarantee you are not going to work because the core problems with this team start from the organization not addressing specific roster needs and with bones trying to improvise things on the fly he doesn't know how to fix it either i mean it I don't know what he's supposed to do except try and squeeze out goals from like third and fourth liners who are traditionally defensively oriented. I don't know if he can yell at the top six anymore because those guys, uh, for the most part, really look unmotivated and unengaged. And so I, I don't know what to say. I mean, the Jets have kind of put themselves in a position where not only are the players not really performing, but the coaching staff and the management system are, again, kind of at a bit of a standstill. And I really feel like that trade deadline was just a gut punch. I mean, the TDL should have been, for the Jets, a, a victory lap, a big coup, a massive win for a team that frankly needed one. Instead, we're just doing the same crap again as we always are, and the Jets are languishing because of it. I wouldn't be shocked if Nino wants to go back to Nashville. I mean, the Preds seem like they're on a bigger upward trajectory than the Jets are, which is really embarrassing to say. But um, yeah, all I can say is, Winnipeg for me is increasingly disappointing. I, I feel frustrated that we're back to square one again in a lot of ways. And like the Jets will probably make the postseason, but things are getting tight and Winnipeg just doesn't really seem like it knows how to um, kind of dig itself out of the hole it's created for itself. So we'll dive into Winnipeg's playoff odds and kind of how the Jets are starting to look as things are really tightening up around them. We'll talk about whether or not I think the Jets are even going to make the postseason, because to be honest, I am of multiple minds on that. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Built. Uh, those of you who have heard me talk about Built know that I'm a big fan of their product, the Built Bar. If you're wondering what that is, it's a protein bar that's more like a candy bar with a 100% real chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. They come in fantastic flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. Uh, one of my personal recommendations, raspberry dark chocolate. You know, some of these flavors are very simple and very straightforward, but they do it so well because it's executed perfectly. And as great as Built Bars taste, they're even better for you. With most bars clocking in at around 130 calories, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, and anywhere from 14 to 17 grams of protein. So if you're looking for a pick-me-up right before you hit the gym, maybe a breakfast replacement or something, uh, an afternoon snack that doesn't fill you with tons of guilt, 
Built Bars are the perfect alternative for almost anything, and they're very suitable for all of your lifestyle needs. You can get them at Walmart or Sam's Club in like 4 and 13 bar box varieties featuring some of their most popular flavors. But if you want my personal recommendation, go to Built.com and choose your own variety box so you can find the perfect flavors for you that you will uh, learn to love and make your favorites over time. Give Built Bars a try. I promise you will not regret it. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are just wrapping up really quickly with some thoughts on uh, Winnipeg's kind of playoff positioning and how they're doing uh, as the Jets are rolling up on the end of the regular season. Things are tightening up. The Jets have played 71 games, and they're sitting at 81 points, which is good for the second wild card spot. <laughs> Can't believe we're at this point after having been in second place in the Central for much of the season. But now the Jets are basically fending off elimination from the playoffs completely because they kind of screwed it up. Uh, I'm going to be honest, they have fumbled the bag big time. And all of these mounting losses recently are putting the Jets in a position where they're now really forced to be desperate and try and win as many of these games as possible. Uh, they have to be basically at a point per game or more over the next um, 11 or so to try and fend off Calgary and Nashville, which is really embarrassing. I mean, the fact that the Jets are taking on two very mediocre teams for this last spot really speaks volumes about how far the Jets have fallen. And when you look at the underlying numbers for this Jets team, it's not like you would see tons and tons of uh, signs to worry. But when you see how they're actually creating some of these chances, how they're you know, generating shot quality but not actually finishing on any of it, then you start to realize, yeah, this team is kind of in trouble. I mean, Hellebuck, he's amazing. He might even steal a couple of games in the first round. But this dude cannot score goals for this team. Uh, unless somebody magically makes the net empty for Hellebuck to shoot all the way down the ice every other shift, this dude cannot carry this team any further than he already has. He has gotten this team to the playoffs. He's maybe even stolen around against maybe like, you know, the Edmonton Oilers a couple of years ago. But the limit to which Hellebuck can influence this team is very clear when the Jets are scoring zero goals. Uh, and I think for me, that is, you know, the principal issue. And it, it, it threatens to put the Jets out of the postseason entirely before they even make it. I know that Winnipeg, you know, is is in a decent spot. I mean, they're four points ahead of Calgary um, and five points ahead of Nashville. But Nashville has three games in hand, and Calgary also has one game in hand. You uh, watch those teams win one, two, three games. Suddenly, they're right there with the Jets, and Winnipeg really doesn't have much of a defense to try and fend them off. I mean, Winnipeg is very vulnerable. They have almost no way to get back into the top three of the Central. And so for the Jets, this is kind of game, uh, I, I guess, um, the end game now for the season. And I'm increasingly feeling like maybe it's just best if the Jets miss. I think it would send a very stern message to ownership that, you know, the front office can't get the job done. I think it would be nice to have an offseason of change, uh, especially because, you know, while Bonus has done a good job in a lot of areas, there are things that he simply cannot fix, and I didn't expect him to fix. And those problems are not going to go away anytime soon. So unless they can gut things in the offseason and kind of start early, the Jets are going to be back here again and again and again every year until they actually do something meaningful. Uh, and it's, it's really sucky to say that. You know, I was more optimistic about this season than other years. But, you know, we're seeing a lot of the same habits not really going away. This team has kind of, by and large, looked very similar to previous seasons. 
I mean, it is what it is. I, I think the Jets probably still make the postseason, you know, maybe like, I don't know, 60% odds I, I feel confident in. But I also wouldn't be shocked if they continue to fall and just miss the playoffs entirely. Uh, the Jets shooting percentage is not going to massively rebound in the final 11 games, barring something super surprising. And maybe that is for the best. I don't know. I would love for the Jets to make the playoffs, but by the same token, I don't want to watch that power play again. And I just, I feel like they're going to get smacked around in the first or second round, however far they get. And everyone just kind of feels angry and angsty having watched this team kind of waste our time. Let me know what you think about the Jets. Do you want them to make the playoffs or do you think missing would be better? Drop your thoughts and feelings in the comments below or at my social media at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Make your second listen game-to-game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game-to-Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game-to-Game on Locked On NHL on your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. It is free to subscribe. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.